Oh yeah. Oh my god, it's the Knights of Outer Ren, Episode 7, The Last Jedi. Uh, the Last Jedi. The, the, la the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. TLJ. Is found. He lives. He lives. The Last Jedi lives. <laughs> Oh, does she live? Oh, 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 snip. Well, uh, it's me, Geek Furious, and him. What's your name, Joshua Outred? Joshua Outred. Oh, that's your name. That well, is really my name. Uh, uh, I thought, I thought he's maybe like, uh, like a call sign, uh, or, <laughs> no. a, uh, or a tangent, maybe. Maybe a <laughs> sign, you know what I'm saying? Like triangular calculations, you know what I'm saying? Oh, your British accent is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's what happens when you uh, when you grow up in Iceland. What? Yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't what? make any sense, what I just said. No, no. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we're back uh, after last week's... Uh, it was last... Was it last week? It was last it week. Was, oh, my yeah. God. I've been back home like in America it. for two weeks. I miss Iceland terribly. I uh, bet you do. I recently... Uh, yesterday, in fact, I applied for a job in Reykjavik in, uh, in Iceland. I won't get it, but it's, uh, it's at CCP. Which is a huge gaming company in Iceland. Oh, awesome! And um, we'll see. I'm not, you know. I'm, uh, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Thank you, thank you. I don't believe in fingers crossing, but uh, thank you. I don't yeah. believe in hope. I don't believe in God. <laughs> uh, I don't believe in much of anything. I don't believe in patriotism. I don't believe in America. Uh, well, don't I mean, believe I believe. Yourself. I believe in America. I mean, I know it's real. I just don't. We were supposed to have a video on this, but. Uh, Something is wrong, so we're not. You're not gonna see our pretty faces. Yeah. And uh, maybe another time. Maybe another time. Uh, yeah. And you know, you might hear some background noises. I apologize for that. My mic. I, I have to use a different mic today, and it's very sensitive. So I apologize for that. Uh, but anyway, and uh, I had one. See, this was not the podcast I wanted to do. Uh, no. I was going to do next, the ne this episode was supposed to be, I had wanted to do a, a podcast with Jules, with uh, Sith Glitter on Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to do a, like a, an episode dedicated to Carrie Fisher and uh -huh. all this stuff about like, you know, uh, especially because she was such a huge mental health advocate and uh, she and I had wanted to talk about that. But I still have not gotten around to reading her book. I still have not gotten around to watching that HBO special. So down the line, I really and uh, Julia and I talked about doing this. And I think we could make a really cool, maybe not even just one episode, but several about yeah, yeah. Carrie Fisher because I, and maybe you could be involved in that too but you know I yeah course, you and I've yeah. talked about this too like I'm not a huge fan of big uh podcasts where there's tons of people on it not a huge fan of that I would rather have one-on-one -on -one, maybe a third person but I feel like and I've done the big podcast you know as the first couple episodes of this podcast uh, uh reveal but it's like 
I just, I don't know. I don't find that the conversation is improved by having more than three people, two or three people. And also, the stuff, I, I have things in my mind that I'd like to talk to Julie about. So maybe uh-huh. you'll be on that episode. I'd like, I'd like you to be, but maybe not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah but this course, this yeah. podcast is happening because you willed it. You asked for it. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I did, yeah. Because people come to me all the time and they go, oh, why didn't you ask me to be on that podcast? I'm like, because uh, I didn't decide to do it. Both <laughs> both these episodes were you. You, yeah, you uh, were the one yeah. that approached me about it. I, yeah. I, if, if no one approaches me about doing a podcast, I don't do it. Here's the thing. I've, I, I've wanted to do, you know, some podcasting for a while now. I've wanted to, you know, just talk to a couple of individuals like yourself and just get yeah. a conversation going. But it's Rawr. scheduling's tr- tough, you know, from my end to over there. So raw. Why am I doing that horrible accent all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, yeah, we apparently have two people watching right now. Ooh. So, yeah. Oh, two people. So, uh, we are hold, popular. Oh, hold on. We should... <laughs> the thing I hate about this fucking microphone is it's probably picking up all my clicks, too. This is really annoying. Yeah. I, um, you're breaking up as well sometimes, but hey. hey. Yeah, no. And only on your end, not on mine. Mine is the only one that matters. Uh, oh, hold on. Okay. Our so podca- if, you ask, uh, if you ask me a question, I don't answer it because I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, really? All right. Yeah. Whatever, man. Whatever. All right? No one asked you. B word. Uh, all right. Uh, hold on. Our podcast is live. I just tweeted that. And we're going to, now we're going to get tons and tons and tons of viewers. Yeah. Uh, as in zero. So I'm watching the chat just in case someone says something, but they're not going to say yeah. anything. They're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to say anything. Um, so anyway, all right. Uh, we are going to cover the most important topic of all right now. And that is, ta-da! Star Wars! The Last Jedi! The name! The name has been revealed. Uh, hold on. Should I lower this music? Maybe maybe no one can hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, Star Wars The yeah, Last you're, Jedi. You're breaking up. You're breaking up sometimes. I'm not breaking up on my end. That's all that matters. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to tell me I'm breaking up. I sound amazing to the stream right now. They're just like... <laughs> They're just like, oh my god, it's you who sucks. You break up. Uh, yeah, um, probably. Yeah, because you had to call me. Because for some reason, when I try to call you on Skippy uh, or Skype, as the Americans like to call it, uh, <laughs> for some reason, you don't see me calling you. So uh, I don't know. You must no, have I don't. blocked weird. me at some time. You must have blocked me at some point, and you were just like, <laughs> oh, I, don't, oh, I don't like him. He's not that cool, you know? Even though that's that's not your accent, but whatever. Like Americans won't know the difference. They'll just be like, "Oh wow, that was an amazing impression of Joshua." Like it was just exactly <laughs> like him. So anyway, the Last Jedi, which was the yeah. title from day one, pretty much, and yeah. a lot of people guessed it because it was such an obvious title. But I think that that and you and I talked about this um, maybe even before the title came out, and. Uh-huh. And I remember saying, like, oh, if if that's the title, I'm being very careful now. Remember, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this is live. But if this was the title, it was not going to be the title I would have gone with because I thought that it was so uh, plain, you know. But 
I liked mm-hmm. it, and I, I like it. I'm fine with it. I'm not like, oh, my God, they could have done such a better... No, no, I think it's a good title. I think it's right yeah, up I, I there with, it. like, Return of the Jedi or something, you know, one of those things. The only yeah. thing I don't like about it is that it reuses a word, uh, Jedi. From a noun. previous film title, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is a problem when you start... But it was going to happen one day... So yeah. might as well be in the have so many films down the line. It's going to happen eventually. Because what are we going to call it now? We used to always call it Jedi before Return of the Jedi. Now we're going to call it what, yeah. the last, like you know. So it's going to be TLJ. I yeah. don't know. Well, that's fine. Whatever. Listen, the title is not as important as the movie, and exactly. I'm I'm excited for the title, and I I, I think you are as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, that, that that's the thing. It was weird. When I when the Force Awakens title first came out, I was like, yes, yes, I like that, yes. And wh- when this one was kind of just dropped on Twitter again, right. I was like, yeah, oh, awesome. But I don't know, it just didn't it didn't connect with me straight away like the Force Awakens title did. But a week later, a week or so later, whatever it is, yeah, I really really like it. And every time I look, it's it's my background on my phone now. And every time I open my phone, I'm just like, yeah, right. I really like it. Right. Yeah, 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 it's it's really cool um, because of the visuals that it kind of creates in your mind and the narrative that fans are already building up purely from the fact uh-huh. that, you know, it's the last yeah. and then Jedi. Yeah, it's, it's very, um, you know, it's very final, isn't it? It seems very final. What it means, whether it's... It could be seen as final, completely final, as in this is the last Jedi, bang, whatever, Luke's finished, or Ray, or wh- right. whatever it is. But it could also be the start of something, meaning Ray is the last Jedi, and this is the beginning of her training going forward. So, you know, could mean a ton of things. Yeah, and, well, I mean, I think there's a limited number of things it could mean, but I I don't yeah, think within, it means yeah. anything significant to the plot. And no. What I'm saying is, I don't think, like, uh, people always say, oh, all the Star Wars titles, or, or people at least used to say this, that all the Star Wars titles refer to the end of the movie. So at the end of A New Hope, there's A New Hope. At the end of The Empire Strikes Back, The Empire has struck back. At the end of The Return of the Jedi, The Jedi have returned. Uh, you know, Phantom Menace, nope doesn't do that sorry it's throughout the whole movie attack of the clones uh the clones attack at the end of the movie kind of but you know it's it's a very on the nose title more so than the Uh other ones which have uh double meanings i think all the other titles have done revenge of the sith um the sith have their revenge it starts to happen very early but you could say that the entire uh, prequel trilogy is revenge of the sith Oh, so, yes, yeah. you know, it's a capper. Um, uh-huh. So I don't, you know, The Force Awakens, when? the You could say the entire movie, The Force is Awakening. I think The Last oh, yeah. Jedi only refers to the fact that Luke is back. I, I think it could have been called, and you and I had even talked about this a little bit, like that the movie could just be called Luke Skywalker is back. And I think that's what yeah. the Last Jedi is. I don't I think, think that's it's essentially ref- what it means. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's referencing that at the end of the movie there will only be one Last Jedi. No, I think it. I think you're absolutely right. I think it means Luke is the Last Jedi, and I think that that indicates possibly maybe Ray is going to go in a different direction, or I don't know. 
Honestly, I don't know right now, but I do yeah, think it that could. Luke is the last Jedi. It, it very well could, but and other people have suggested what I was going to suggest, which is it could also be Kylo Ren. It could also be Ben Solo. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're not going to do what the other movies already did, and pretty much, uh, and I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but I'll talk about it here. I'm I'm often kind of confused by the analysis of The Force Awakens, where people miss that, you know, the, people always say like, oh, there, there aren't that many prequel references in The Force Awakens, but there are more in Rogue One. I think... All of The Force Awakens is a prequel reference in that they are saying we're going to do better the prequels than George Lucas did by starting off with Anakin as the dark side guy. And that's Kylo Ren. So mm-hmm. they're, they're basically, he has the same fucking haircut practically. <laughs> Everything about him is very Anakin. So I think what they're doing that's is they're saying thought, like yeah. this is how you should have done it, George. I think that's I seriously I think that's what um, what Kazan and, and Abrams were saying is like we're going to do the better version. That's why there's the clone reference, all this shit. And I think they're saying like oh and you should have had this you know protagonist who's going to be the hero at the end and then but they're doing it in reverse. So you you I said th- that to me th- a while ago, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I think it's. I think it's obvious, and and that's why I'm surprised when people miss it. When people say, "Oh, Kylo Ren cannot be redeemed," I think that's, I think, it's a, astonishingly short-sighted well, the, to say that. The, the Star Wars, the theme of Star Wars, has already always been redemption. So I, I don't see how Kylo killing his father reluctantly. Let's be honest; it was reluctant. It was. Um, is any different to Anakin? slaughtering the whole Jedi temple. Choking his wife. Choking his wife. You know, his I don't pregnant see, it, wife. How is that not worse? And I know, know oh, know, one guy's dead and the other one, you know, and, and she dies later or whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. But he, he choked his out. pregnant wife and he yeah. could have killed her. And that oh. was out of jealousy because he saw Obi-Wan, you know. So at the end of the day, I think it all comes down to the fact that, that Kylo killed someone who is such a beloved character Han Solo yeah. so I think that the reason people say that is because they're they're immediately like well he killed Han Solo so he can't be redeemed well you know let's 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 wait and see let's yeah. wait and see what his journey his journey what happens in his journey in The Last I, Jedi I think I, that I think, I think I think you're gonna see a version of Kylo Ren that is still struggling uh, very much still struggling with uh-huh. what this all means. Also, and I think that this was set up in The Force Awakens, and I think we're going to see it in The Last Jedi, which is yeah. Kylo Ren struggling with the notion that he's doing the right thing. And I think, yes. you know, if we want to inject some real politics into this, uh, we we mentioned this last time too, but... Uh, you know, I used to be a Republican or I used to be a Republican supporter and then I changed, you know, and there, there comes a time in some people's belief system when they just go, I thought I was doing the right thing for the longest time, but these couple of things are changing my mind. Something that you, Absolutely. something that was said here, you know, it begins and uh, you, I, I'm sure you've heard of the, uh, 
the people who go and protest funerals here in America, they they protest like soldiers who've been killed and all those other stuff. I'll have yes, yes. Yeah, and they and they run around and you know they they hold up these signs, these very inflammatory signs, and and uh, one of the the children of that group, uh, her name is Megan. She was like the promised child. She was like the golden child. She was the the Kylo Ren, you know, the Ben Solo of that organization. And she was young. She was like in her twenties, and she had she was completely in, within that uh, belief system. And one day, someone said something to her that flipped the switch, you know. And she's talked about this, and it went. She went the complete opposite way, and she said once she realized that she was spiraling in the other direction, it, she was done. Like there yeah. was, she realized she was out, and she was just going through the motions for a little bit, like try, you know, trying to like, because she felt like she had done something wrong, like she had made a mistake. And she's, I mean, you should. There's so many great. Uh, I'll see if I can find a link to it, but. There are these articles and podcasts where she talks about this, where she went from, you know, protesting like the funerals of like, you know, gay people and, and soldiers yeah. who were killed I, in I the war. I read the article. I'm pretty sure you shared that article with me. And it's it, she was in contact, wasn't she, with somebody over Yeah, over a, the Jewish, a Jewish uh, like That's right. yeah. advocate yeah. on Twitter who asked her a question that kind of like made her start questioning her beliefs exactly it made her yeah it made her start to think in a different way and i think then after that she went down this on this sort of kind of long journey but backwards and sort of questioning everything she had already yeah. done and then obviously she got to the point she's at now where she, she's completely and, and she's very she bright she's very intelligent that's the other thing yeah. it's like she was able to begin to intellectualize her own belief system in a way that a lot of people don't but a lot of people do, though. This this does happen. There are people like me, like her, who will shift, who will go, wait yeah. a minute. I, I've been wrong this entire time, and it's not cool. It's not cool what no. I've been doing. No. And and so you could see Kylo. I think that makes for a really interesting – this whole fucking oh, redemption yeah. thing, who gives a shit? He doesn't have to be redeemed. He has to feel guilt, and he and already I, that's does. That's what I want to see. And regret, you know, and he does. You yeah. can already see that he has regret. And so, yeah. what does that mean when he continues to do these things? Because he thinks, like uh, I, I think that if it starts, and I'm not saying the Last Jedi will, but I think if it starts where he's already questioning things, and then yeah. Snoke, because there hasn't been a lot of talk about Snoke in this whole thing. No. If Snoke no. then reveals to the audience his manipulation of the entire situation. I think that's, that's what I'm what's excited cool. for because, again, talking about this this young girl we were talking about a minute ago. Me Megan Phelps Roper, by the way, that's her name. Megan Phelps Roper. Right. Okay. She was manipulated, wasn't she, from a young age by by the from birth, her, yeah, from birth, yeah, from from her parents. So, and, and I think that theme is absolutely relevant with Kylo as well because Kylo clearly was vulnerable. And he's been manipulated by somebody. Somebody has, has tapped onto his weaknesses. Somebody has said to him, look, these people don't care about you, but I care about your talents. Look what I can do for you. Look what I can show you. And he's been manipulated. He's believed Snoke. And he's got to this point now where he's so far into the process that there is no way back until he starts to open up and see 
you know, what Han essentially said to him, Snoke is using you. Snoke is using you. And, you know, unfortunately... And JJ talks about that on the... I think he talks about it on the DVD. I can't remember if he talks about it on the DVD. Or I think he talks about, about it on the commentary, yeah. But he, he yeah. talks about the fact that in that moment, he is... He is not trying to trick Han. In that moment, he's actually having a moment of consciousness, like regret and questioning things. He is having that Megan Phelps Roper moment where he's yep. like, wait a minute, have I made a mistake? And so he thinks the only way that I can be, because he really does believe, he's been manipulated to believe that the light side is evil and that the dark side is good, right? Or you yeah, know, yeah. In, in that sense, maybe he doesn't think about good and evil in that sense, but right and wrong. And there are people who are on the you know on the right side of politics or the left side who truly believe that what they're doing is good. They don't believe or right, and they don't necessarily think it's it's the best way to do it, but it's, they think it's the only way they can do it. And I think that's what Kylo is going through. He, he truly believes because he's been manipulated by Snoke to believe something that isn't true and i think that there is an element to this story that was set up in the force awakens that they removed they took it out of the movie mm -hmm. to leave for uh the last jedi because it's it's such a major moment in the story of kylo ren that will yeah. he doesn't have to be redeemed it only has to be explained why we would understand his turn to the light that's that leaves open for Kylo Ren, the killer of a fan favorite, to become mm -hmm. the last Jedi, and for our hero Rey to become something else. Now I don't think she's yes. going to turn Sith or any of that stuff, but we could see her because they were doing this prequel arc, I think, in uh, the Force Awakens and for this sequel trilogy. I think we could see Rey take over the Ahsoka. Uh, storyline which yeah, is I was gonna yeah go ahead yeah I was gonna say I, I think I think you're absolutely right I think eventually we could possibly see Ray go down this path of neither Jedi nor Sith nor light nor dark she just follows the force and, and she's kind of I'm not I don't know what you'd really call it because I don't think even Ahsoka's got a name now or whatever's happened to yeah, her yeah she's just uh she's I, just I guess you could say a, a rebel or whatever but i mean she she could be we could have the han solo character be ray in which would in be the, really in interesting. a sequel sequel trilogy future tri mm -hmm. whatever we call that what's the second sequel trilogy the second sequel <laughs> so uh yeah so i think I think those things are all possibilities. I do believe strongly that Ben Solo will turn back to the light. And that I don't even think... It's, there's not even a question in my mind that that's going to happen. I think the only question is what will happen with Rey. Will she turn to the dark side? I think we're going to definitely see that there's a dark side to her. And it would be really interesting. I mean, this is daring as shit if they do this, but... If Ray turns to the dark side and is still on the dark side at the end of episode nine, that would be insane. I've but you know what? About that. You and, know what? You know the, what? The, the biggest momentum you could ever have for female empowerment in movies would be to have the movie end with the villain be the female uh, villain. Because to me, if you are, if you really want huge progress. Make the most evil character in the movies the one you were rooting for in the first place. Turn evil. Yes. Go the Darth and, Vader route. 
and Jesse even uh, Jesse Chop from tw- from Twitter's even said that before. He said he'd like to see episode nine end with Ray sitting on the throne of you know the Emperor or something like that. You know, uh, or Snoke, like she usurps Snoke, kills him, and takes over. Takes over his throne, and, and you know, could you imagine that? <laughs> oh my God, the heartbreak! I mean, just think about Finn. Yeah. Like Finn would be, because I think they're gonna build up that uh, relationship. And even though they're not going to be around each other much, I think that there will still be that, you know, there's like that moment at Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens when they see each other again because these two people are so close. And I think that Finn is going to, you know, we've heard that Finn is, and here's a little, uh, uh, we're going to speculate, but we're also going to get into minor spoilers here. So if you don't want to hear this, please tune out right now. Like seriously, just go away. Uh, I love you, but don't listen. Seriously. Do not listen past this point. We're going to start talking about some spoilers. These are uh, publicly released, uh, mostly via makingstarwars.net. Uh, and um, and so, oh, by the way, we have somebody in chat who just uh, mentioned, uh, Nathaniel Fisher, who mentioned that we need to shit talk starwarsnews.net later. So uh, make sure that we do that. <laughs> uh, just r- remind me to do that. There's a reason for it. It's not that I dislike starwarsnews.net. I think... Uh, you know, I, I enjoy their content. I'm, I'm just saying. There's a, I, I do want to mention something about them. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, Finn apparently has a friend in uh, The Last Jedi and a female friend. She may be his, like, romantic uh, friend in the movie. Uh, we're not really 100% sure yet. But I also think that she's going to die. And uh, this, is, uh, this is speculation. If it turns out to be very accurate speculation, please don't get mad at me. I warned you not to keep listening. I think she will die. And then, you know, just as he's about to feel something for someone else, you know, because he clearly has feelings for Ray, even if they're not romantic, he has deep uh, love for her. Yes. And so yes. I think we're going to see that he's going to be separated from her. He's going to have deep love for another girl. And then she will die. And at that point, Finn will be, like, the only person left for him to love in that sense, you know, in that moment. Because we you know, yeah. can't introduce too many new characters for in, in a romantic uh, sense. I think no. then, you know, all that kind of hope and love will be pushed to Rey. And that is exactly why you have Rey go down the dark side. Because what will that do to poor little Finn? And Ryan Johnson has talked oh. about wanting to challenge these characters. So I think yes. what, what's definitely going to happen, it, it, and listen, again, speculation, and I'll let you speculate in a second. Uh, I think Poe is going to lose someone he's falling for, and it's going to transfer back over to Ray, and then Ray is going to do something hurtful to him. And that would be like maybe turning to the dark side or abandoning Luke or something. I, I think maybe it'll happen in 9, but it mm-hmm. will happen. Maybe in 8, it won't be that sad, but I think in 9... I think they're going to do the reverse of the, uh, you know, the other three movies. I mean, of, of uh, the original trilogy. I think we're uh-huh. going to end like the prequels on a downer. And I think the second episode is not going to be as big of a downer as uh, as it was in like Empire or something like that. I think it's still going to be pretty dark. But I think it's yeah. not going to be as dark as like Revenge of the Sith or anything. So I think we're going to end with that. And I think Poe, in that sense, has to get badly injured i think because he's our other you know he's kind of like the han solo of of the movie 
I think that's where you have the uh, something with a new character. I know people have talked about, oh, is Leia going to die? All this stuff. Is Luke going to die? I think these things are not as important as taking the new characters and having something terrible happen to them. So I think mm-hmm. that Leia may die or Luke may die. I don't think so, but I think those things could happen. I think it's much more likely that Poe either dies or has something very bad happen to him. Like, you know, yeah. lose a limb or something like that. But go ahead, you go and speculate here. No, I, um, I, with the Finn situation, I kind of agree because they had such a good, such a strong friendship in The Force Awakens. You know, you talked about that scene on Starkiller Base where they're reunited and she can't believe that they've come back for her and, and stuff like this. But I think, obviously, they're all going to be kind of separated in Episode 8. And I think in The Last Jedi there, you know, Ray's going to be having her emotional challenges with this ability she's got. She doesn't understand, like Ryan has said. And then we're going to go to Finn and Finn's going to be... Whatever his journey is, he's clearly going to be with the Resistance. And I think in The Force Awakens, you saw on Takadana when he's fighting the Stormtrooper with the Vibroblade, whatever it's called. Right. Han saves him. You know, Han shoots him and, and it's kind of like, Han isn't going to be there to save him now in The Last Jedi. And, and, and Finn is going to have to fight on his own. Whether Poe's going to be with him or not, I don't know. I think Poe's going to be having his own challenges. Spoilers, we've heard that there's a kind of a coup within the Resistance and maybe he steps up to become its leader. Um, and I think we'll see Poe's, you know, mental challenges come in there where he's suddenly, you know, got to step up and be a leader, a real leader. Right. Um and then I think we're gonna we'll have Finn who will be off on maybe I don't know maybe some sort of spy mission, some sort of intelligence mission where he meets this character, possibly falls in love. Maybe she dies. Maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't. Maybe they end up together, and then Ray comes back, and Ray's jealous because I don't you think know, th- I don't think that Finn, is a route they'll go. But okay, <laughs> you you know I mean if we're talking okay if we're talking in the sense that you know she could turn to the dark side something could go wrong with her in her training you know there's something that could propel her into that i don't think that's i don't think that's how they'll play it though i i just i've never seen anything of ryan johnson's i mean his two movies uh the way that he like i i just don't i don't see him playing that card that's all i'm saying i don't think you're gonna see Mm -hmm. ray jealous i don't think ray will even know about it that's what i'm saying and, and honestly, I mean, obviously that's speculation, but honestly, I think Ray's journey is really going to be about her tests with the Force. And I think her, I actually think her journey's not necessarily going to incorporate Finn in the love interest type. I think actually, I don't, no, I'm not doing any shipping here. I don't, whatever, I don't care about shipping. It's okay like to shipping. ship. But whatever, I just, I, whatever, if it happens, it happens. But I think that, Kylo Ren and Rey are going to have the relationship people are going to be most interested in. Whether Mm -hmm. it ends up becoming something more or whatever. I think they're both... I don't think Luke's going to tell Rey the truth. I think Luke probably knows who she is. Probably knows something about her. Probably doesn't tell her the truth, maybe. She learns via Kylo the truth. And Kylo says to her, you know... Look, they lie to you as well. They'll lie to you and they'll continue to lie to you. I won't lie to you. Blah, 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 blah. Come with me. 
let's go and do something. Let's go and blah blah blah. The episode I, nine. I think this is a, you know an actual spoiler. But okay. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe they go off and kill Snoke together and leave yeah. the First Order together. Yeah. Who knows? Or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't. That's yeah. That's a huge speculation. But what will happen? That will be like a nine. But yes, you and you and I have talked about this for a long time. So we're, we're kind of covering ground. And I think um, some of what we're saying is not based at all on any spoilers. We've actually been talking about this for long before spoilers started coming out mm-hmm. from anywhere. So, yeah. I And I've, I've always liked that idea. But if it's something else, that's cool, too. Um, yeah. Even if they go down a predictable route, as I've said before, Force Awakens is uh, one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And it has nothing to do with the plot. It has to do with the characters. I am so invested in these characters. You know, I yeah. just saw Rogue One again. I love the movie yet again. My problem is when I watched The Force Awakens for the 88th time, I was still in love with these characters. Can't wait to see yeah. them again. Don't give a shit about the Rogue One characters except for, the, I've said it before, the Imperials and the blind guy. You know, like the turncoats and the blind guy. Uh, the rebels are just, I don't know. I don't care about them. The lead characters, I don't care as I'm, that's not true. I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. I do care about them. It's just yeah. that they're, I'm not invested. And when they, when they drop dead, I just don't, I'm not, I don't care really. And I think, so whatever they do in the last Jedi, whatever they do in episode nine, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be so excited for these saga movies because I care about the characters. And that's why I am not a huge fan of the idea of the standalone movies, if they're going to do standalone movies. I think every single one of these movies... As, no, I shouldn't say that. Okay. A lot of these movies should be created with the purpose of creating another. Not just that's doing right. the side story. That's what I want to call Rogue One, a side story. Uh, I would prefer they not do too many side Self-contained, stories. Self-contained, yeah. I'd, Rogue I'd, One there's... worked. Great. But don't do too many of these because then you're just telling stories about stories we already know. That's not... Like Rogue One was probably the only time they're going to get nostalgia. This much nostalgia because Rogue One had more nostalgia than The Force Awakens. Rogue One got nostalgia right. Let's not push that. Let's not do um, the Kenobi movie that covers... Like some people have talked about this. Like, oh, let's go back to the Clone Wars and cover... You know, like the time between uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And as much as I like the idea, once you start doing that, all you're doing is treading old ground. All you're doing is playing nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. They just did it almost perfectly in Rogue One. We don't need to keep doing it until they fuck it up. You know, it'll just get tiring after a while, you know, and that's that's why, you know, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form knocking the Force Awakens here because. I absolutely love the characters and and the more I watch that film the more I just love it because I care about these characters so much and I care about where they come from and where they're going but you know at the same time The Last Jedi does need to push some especially visual boundaries it does need to change up its direction from where the original trilogy went and from where the prequel trilogy it needs to be its own it needs to have its own identity. The sequel, each trilogy yeah. has its own identity. It's, they stand alone as three films. I actually and, think that that uh, J.J. Abrams basically like took one for the team, as they say in America. 
where yeah, they I, said I, like, I someone has to make this version of the because he took every single you know a new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi are all yeah, in the force awakens the, all three it was absolutely and, yeah. and he took one for the team because he said yep i'm good at this and i'm gonna do this because it needs to be done so that ryan johnson or whoever was going to do the next one which could have been him actually. actually at one point yeah can make a really visually stunning uh, dramatic movie that is nothing like any of the other movies. Yes. I think yes. he had to do it. He had to bite one, you know, bite down the bullet. He had to take one for the team and get all the criticism that he's gotten for, you know, oh, he just redid A New Hope, which is ridiculous. He, he redid no. like, you know, five minutes of A New Hope, really, in the grand scheme of things. But it, because elements, people have limited minds, they can't yeah, fucking see beyond that. It, there's elements of A New Hope that are strongly kind of replicated but not replicated it's, it's a difficult one because at the end of the day what matters is we care about these characters all right everything else aside jacko aside desert planet aside whatever you whatever the criticism is somebody has you care about these characters now and that's because jj and kasdan writ those characters so well and they gave these characters so much heart and now you want to follow them so and again you can't judge one film that is a part of a trilogy and a part of a saga without seeing that story completed. So, you know, if The Force Awakens was The Force Awakens as, as and that was it and we weren't getting a sequel, maybe it would be less, I don't know, you'd be less invested. But yeah. Well, again, and also I like the, nine, yeah. the, the fact that they are, you know, I didn't love this idea from the beginning, but I like it now because what Ryan Johnson has really done is he's made The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi into one movie by having mm -hmm. them continue right after the yes, other. Yes, yeah. And so it's really going to be more so than any of the other movies because they all had a time jump. This one will mm -hmm. not. I might have <clears throat> a time jump at some point, but it's going to, it leads right into the other. And I think that yeah. more than anything makes the two movies exist together and so i think visually it will be similar to the force awakens in many ways the rogue one was actually if you look at rogue one even that in many ways uh followed the lead of the force awakens in visual styling it's just the way they mm -hmm. shot combat was different because they had different opportunities in that movie but yeah, you know jj set the or really his cinematographer set the ground for how the future star wars movies will look and you know, Han Solo will be exciting only because of the, you know, every time you have a new cinematographer, you're going to see something different. And I think what uh -huh. we're seeing is this very, what we call young cinematography, which is these guys in their 40s, really, and these women in their 40s. Huh. Uh, I think what will be really interesting will be, actually, you know what, we've talked enough about uh, this because we need to, let's talk about uh, the next standalone movie, which is Boba Fett. Uh, oh, sorry. <clears throat> I mean, uh, oh, wait, we what? think we think might be Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a, it's a rumor, but I think listen, guys. All right. I I can't imagine that they did all that work on Boba Fett and then mm -hmm. are not going to do it. Okay. So either and a lot be, of work was done. Yeah. And so they're either going to do a Boba Fett movie or, as I've suggested, I suggested in the previous podcast, a Boba Fett uh, working with Darth Vader hunting down the Last Jedi. Oh, ooh, The Last Jedi. Uh, oh. the, the remaining Jedi between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And I think that would be a perfect place to leave. You know, like you even have a younger Vader 
and maybe even almost immediately after Revenge of the Sith, which would make it a really prequely prequely movie, and allow them to touch on some things that they're already doing in the animated universe. I think that would be really interesting. Uh, will they do it? I don't know. But you could actually introduce young Kanan in that. That's what I, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, yeah. but then again, could they? That's the thing. Could they set it later if they were to do that? Say that that's the idea they went with. You know, they listen to this podcast now and they're like, actually, we're doing that. What Magnus said that that's what we're going with, right? They're going with that now. They could set that later, and they could leave the end of Rebels. They could end Rebels, leave it open. You know, and and have Ezra. Well, not why couldn't you do both? Maybe... They they already did a time jump thing or uh, a flashback thing in Rogue One. They've already done like a vision thing in The Force Awakens. Why couldn't they start the movie with a Jedi purge, and then jump like twenty years into the future at some point and have old Boba Fett? You could literally do the most awesome thing with Vader and Boba Fett hunting down Jedi and then jump uh. ahead because some event happens or you could even recreate certain, like there's so much you could do with that movie that mm -hmm. you don't have to stick to one era. You could jump ahead. There's a way to do that where you I almost do like a montage of events and then lead to old Boba and then maybe someone else takes almost like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Someone else takes over Boba Fett. That's what I, that's why I'm excited for the standalones is because visually um, storytelling can go in so many different ways. The saga films, they have to totally stick to kind of what's been set up to make it, to make the continuation feel yeah. as one. Uh, well, at least they, the had films, they, they had really to. They had to with go, Force you know Awakens. What? Screw that. We're going to go with this technique now, you know. Yeah, but they don't have to, though. Here's the thing. They didn't have to. They just did it for The Force Awakens because they had to kind of, like, set that up. They had to, uh, you know what I mean, like with J.J. They, he had to he had to make people feel comfortable after the prequels. Yeah, Because that's I, I what they that, believed. Yeah. They believed that that was necessary, and I agree with them, even though I think I that was a group decision as well. I think that they probably sat down and went, look, this is probably what we should do. Um, and then we'll bring in someone after who can possibly do this yeah. you know because by the way that, george again, lucas did not do films, that if you do take them a step too far they might feel like something different you know and you don't want that you want the saga films to feel like a saga film but then again just having luke there and you know yeah, these new exactly. characters there maybe it will just feel like that anyway and i think that the future i think the second sequel trilogy will also include luke skywalker in it so i don't think that uh like people think that luke is gonna die he's not gonna fucking die uh, i don't think he will, no. no i don't and i don't think Leia's gonna die either so i i know people are expecting that but i mean we'll see we'll see what happens i know that you know they've already said that they're not gonna recreate uh, leia digitally but i don't mean they're not gonna recast so we'll see about that but here's yeah. what i think is really important the next step of the if it's going to be the Boba Fett movie or whatever, who do you think will direct it? Do you have any ideas who will direct it? Um, or who would you want? I, I know people have said Dave Filoni. I think that won't happen. That's me. I there's a lot, a lot of directors out there who I could say I'd like to see do it, but I honestly I don't until until I know what they're doing, until I know possibly what they're going to go with 
I, I, I couldn't say because right. once the idea comes out for the film that this is this is where it's going to be set, this is going to be the characters involved, right. then I can have a better idea and say, hmm, I'd like to see this person direct that or this person or I'd like to see this cinematographer well, I'm gonna make shoot a this film then. and get, gonna... convey this tone, etc. Here's my prediction for who's going to direct the Boba movie. It's going to mm-hmm. be Ava DuVernay. And so that would be badass. It would be the first female director of a Star Wars movie. And people would say, but what... You know, what does Ava DuVernay know about directing a Star Wars movie, an action movie? And I would say this, uh, who directed Empire Strikes Back and what was his experience, his massive experience Uh in, you know, directing action movies? Uh, You don't need it. That's why you have a cinematographer. Like most people don't understand what a director does. Director has so much more to do with the actors, which is why people complain about George Lucas all the time, than Uh about, you know, the, the way the movie is shot. Now, some directors are also cinematographers. They also, you know, they have a vision. They will say to their cinematographer, like, hey, this is how I want it. The cinematographer understands the director. That's why a lot of cinematographers work with the same directors and things like that, or the directors work with the same cinematographers because they Tarantino, have a language. Tarantino is yeah. very hands-on. He will be, oh, yeah. he shoots a lot of his films. He's there at the forefront. But then again, that's that's his directorial choice other directors like to step back and let their cinematographer do more work, you know, and that's that's the thing here, you know. Can the director, Ava Devani, she's good with characters. So, you know. Yeah, and she's great with characters. I mean, imagine yeah. if someone could pull a great character acting performance out of the most boring fucking character in all of Star Wars <laughs> who is loved for some strange reason for having done nothing uh, just because he looks cool, Boba Fett, I think she yeah, would do it. And also, cool. I think if you have the protagonist in the movie be the Jedi instead, and you have the Jedi die, almost like in Rogue One, at the end of the movie, the villain is standing. Maybe you have one, because remember, we, we mentioned this before uh, in the previous podcast, the Jedi do not have to be all wiped out on to Return of the Jedi for what Yoda says yeah. to be true. So they can still be alive and people will be like, but I thought they were supposed to be wiped out. Yeah, and you still think that the fucking, you know, Bothans were in the first Death Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. It doesn't matter what fucking fans think. Just make the fucking movie. Make it They're always going to complain anyway, aren't they? They're they're always going to find something or other that they continue continuity rise wise that they don't like. Yeah, you know, fuck them. But, you know. Fuck them all, man. But anyway, I think I think Ava DuVernay would be a great fucking choice, and I would love that. Love it. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm thinking though as well. You know, I'm looking at more uh, of the Asian films. Have you ever seen I Saw the Devil? Never. No. I'm just. Do you know what? I've just mentioned it, and the director's name has just literally left me. I can't it's remember. It's all right. No one's. I Saw the Devil is just uh, make one up. It's. Uh, uh, Jackie you know Chan. What? I put it on Twitter when I when I finished. Right, yeah, anyway, that's cool. He he. I saw the devil. I recommend that you go and watch it because it's a fantastic film. It was recommended to me by a friend uh, Gabriel Gray on Twitter who who pointed me in the direction of it. And it's um it's a thriller, uh, crime thriller set in Korea. I think it's Korea. Probably. And it's about a guy whose wife is stuck out in her car on the way home from work. Um. And she gets kidnapped and raped and killed. And basically then the story follows her husband who 
who hunts down this killer and it's honestly it's one of the most gripping films i've ever seen and yeah and i just i just thought to myself you know what damn it what's his fucking name i can't remember now i'm really angry at myself no one cares but but anyway i'd love to see his spin on a crime thriller in a star wars universe it well, would be, and, and this is actually you know, something that i we may have talked about on the side i don't even know if we talked about this on the podcast but uh one of the reasons that I do like Attack of the Clones, why Attack of the Clones is one of those movies that I hate yes, and yes, love. Yes, yes, yes. Can we talk about this? Can we please oh, talk okay. about this? Yeah, yes, it's yes, because yes. it's like this thing that George was doing. He wasted his whole... He wasted the movie being about Anakin and fucking Padme falling in love. There's this great fucking crime... Fucking crime like, thriller. Damn, Oh, my yes, God. It's, it's like insane uh, how good that stuff I, is. We watched this the other day at the same time and we didn't even know we were watching it. At the same time as each other. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I put it on Twitter and you were like, well, this is weird because I'm watching it as well. But you know what? This is the exact thought I was having. uh, You know, I've just started getting into films this year a lot more and uh, analysing films of different genres. And I was watching Tag of the Clones and I was going, fuck, this is a crime thriller. Damn, I didn't even realise this. The amount of noir aesthetic that George injects into the... The bar scene on Corazon is just incredible. He shoots that. I don't care what anybody says about George Lucas or anything. He shoots that beautifully. And I tell you what, yeah. it's one of the most tense scenes in the prequels. The way he pans the camera around, he's looking down, he's looking up, you go in past characters, you see Sam Wessel creeping up behind everyone. It is literally on point. That that's why that movie point. that's why that movie is so frustrating because there are these yes, yes. awesome elements to it. First of all, uh, one of the best scenes in the entire saga, actually two of them, uh, are with Obi-Wan interrogating and being interrogated. He is interrogating Jango Fett. Oh, it's a great yes, fucking scene. And then the you. scene with Dooku, which is amazing. That dialogue, it spells out the entire saga, practically. Entire saga, yes, yes, yes. Oh my god. It's And these you are great moments. And these are really great moments. And I was watching Attack of the Clones and I was going... This is a damn crime thriller, and I didn't even realise it before. What is wrong with me? I've right. Do you know what? I've always ranked Attack of the Clones at the bottom of the Star Wars films, and it jumped to the top of the prequel films for me. Um, yeah, it would too if it wasn't for that terrible love story side story. Oh, please! And the fact that it was nerfed because the, uh-huh. if they did the extended cut of that which is like the extended discussion the family stuff the story works better but instead they uh-huh. added those fucking pickup scenes that suck ass and and they they cut out the good scene it makes no fucking sense what was George thinking you know I don't know what was going on but uh, we, we do know that Anakin doesn't like Sam and that uh, you know Ugh. I don't even care about that line because I don't like Sam either but I don't uh, like that. Th- there's just all these other things about that that don't work, and that mm-hmm. they pushed like the love stuff to later in the movie. Like that, oh, it, it really slows the pacing down as well. That's yeah. that's the problem. The film starts off really well. We start off on Coruscant, and then suddenly, you know, that there's this bang attempted assassination. Then we then we go to the Senate, and it's like, well, who is this? You know, we we start to follow a crime organization. You know that they think it's Count Dooku leading the Separatists or oh, no but it could just be Spice Miners right. and this and then suddenly we go to Anakin and Obi-Wan and as, although I find that Hayden Christensen can be a little bit rigid at times I find his and Obi-Wan's interactions especially at the beginning of the film are actually I actually think the best his best acting is early on in that movie yeah. you know the, the when There's he's talking break. about his mother 
and having dreams and then later yeah. on actually the best the best interaction between him and Natalie Portman is when they are on that skiff like going to uh, Naboo and he's explaining to her like when she's like oh are you allowed to love and he's like well attachment is forbidden you know but yeah. and then he talks about love and you're like oh my god there, there was an actual acting moment there where he was and like he's relaxed really good at point. Yeah, yeah and it really frustrates me when then later on we get scenes of him like you know uh, also actually the bit where he um the bit where he slaughters the tuscan raiders i notice i don't want to say it's a batman callback or anything but the bit where he's up on the cliff and he's watching the uh oh, he's yeah, watching yeah, the camp yeah. from the top of it and then he drops off and the way they shoot it they shoot it is that as especially how nolan shot uh christian it's, bale it's when he was actually, dropping off the it, building yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's actually a Disney reference. It, it's from I forget which cartoon. That's there's a lot of homages to yes. like old cinema in Attack of the Clones. That whole movie is old cinema, and yeah, so that's why it's frustrating to me because I think it's you know Revenge of the Sith always gets like people are always like well at least Revenge of the Sith was the good one to me Revenge of the Sith because it has some real really great moments. Uh, is actually down on the list for me because of the fact that it's i don't know i think it gets so many things wrong also that are important yeah. to the plot whereas attack of the clones was a like it, it should have been a side story all on its own and that's what i kind of would love to see with like a boba fett movie or something like where you yeah. do that and then you anyway listen we we could talk about this forever. I don't want to do a podcast for the next ten hours, but we I think we made our point on that. I think Attack of the yeah. Clones, if you if you eliminate some really bad things with a love story, I think is a solid movie and much better than people give it credit for. But I also I still rank it as the lowest because of this just really awkward love story stuff that does not work. That never that works. Me a lot. Yeah. And especially because because of Hayden more than anything. Hayden really uh, just uh, and it's not his fault, man. It's George Lucas's fault. He should have pulled more out of him. Yeah, he should have absolutely. And obviously the the dialogue, the writing as well. It's all it's all a part of that. Jonathan what Hale is the worst him. writer in Hollywood, and he fucking got that moron to fucking write the, the romance dialogue. Because George, <laughs> you are a better romance dialogue writer than fucking Jonathan Hale. He's the worst fucking writer in Hollywood, dude. He has not written anything worth fucking seeing. So well, I blame go. him and, and for that. Yeah, but that's that's why what happens, and I'm, that's why I'm glad to see Kathy taking such care now in who <sighs> she's picking. I love who she's Kathy. choosing because now we're going to get the best out of the films that, you know even if george was in charge and he was picking you know again unfortunately yeah. it is what it is i love it all the six films he created i love the clone wars george is a hero um and if it wasn't for him i don't think i'd be who i am today because of those films so i'm never going to knock him but at the same time he made some ma major missteps with the prequels yeah. but you know, I well, still listen, love it's fine, man. I still love the guy. I think he's a genius. and I mean, yeah. he is a genius. I don't have to think he, he is. is. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, I think Rogue One honored him in many ways. I also think The Force Awakens honored him, even though people try for some, they, they make an effort to see something in The Force Awakens that isn't there. And, and I think, I think both films honored him. But I think Ryan Johnson is going to honor him big time. I don't even think people expect 
what I think Ryan Johnson is going to do. Uh, this is uh, speculation. I'm just saying I think Ryan Johnson is going to make far more references to George Lucas's stuff than people expect. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move on to the next uh, topic, our final topic. Yes. This is the one that you desperately wanted to for some strange reason. Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about um, Civil War. Specifically, you wanted to talk. This To me, this is like such a strange topic for you to want to tackle but why do you what did you say about the civil war airport scene that was so important to you uh that you needed to uh state it you know you know what like i said to you in the last just a moment ago this last year i've been watching a lot of films i've gone back i've watched old films i've watched new films that i wouldn't previously have bothered watching um the marvel cinematic universe is it's incredible what they've done and they've made some really great films. Uh, they make strong films and like I've Civil never War. been a comp- Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, one of their here's, best films. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Look, I never read the comic books. All right? I never read a single comic book. So I have no frame of reference when I'm watching these films. Ladies I don't and gentlemen, this home. opinion is already invalidated. Go ahead. <laughs> look, so yeah. So I don't have no frame of reference in that side. As a film fan, as I'm watching a film and I'm looking at a film and I'm looking at it's... One of the best films in the Marvel Universe. Go ahead. You know what? The problem is with Civil War is I know that there's a lot of characters involved. So obviously you've got Iron Man's side of things. You've got Captain America's side of things. No idea what they did in the comics. Couldn't give a shit. I watch a film. I want to know what the film's doing. I don't care about the fucking comic books. I care about the film that I'm watching. I want that film to start and finish, and I want to care about those characters. Right. What's the problem with the airport scene? The airport scene is, oh, my days. When you watch uh, an action scene in a film, a large set piece, right, you expect to be engrossed. You expect to, at the end of that action scene, to be like, wow, that scene blew me away. That was fucking... That's that's what happened to 99% of the people on the planet. Uh, I'd argue 99% of the people... But you know, I watched five. that. <laughs> I watched that scene, and afterwards, I was like, "Why were people ranting and raving about that so much? What? What but was?" But this like, is I- what you're talking about. You're talking about the ranting and raving part because you saw it after you heard the ranting and raving. If you had so gone in without yeah. that, you would not have been like, "Oh, oh, impress me." This is the problem with you, young fucking people. Okay, especially men in your twenties, is you sit around and you have to like declare yourself to the universe all the time and say like hey oh that didn't impress me meh all day long but that that's not like you said that it wasn't good how, how could you even say that that scene wasn't good like i understand if you're like hey i wasn't that impressed by it but you, well, that's you, kind of what i mean when i state a I don't state it as fact. It's an opinion. So if I'm saying it wasn't good, that's just my opinion. If you enjoyed it, awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I didn't like it. It's not great for me. Do, it doesn't but do, work do for we me. Wanna, do we want to pull up what you said, though? Because it wasn't just like it's not... You You yeah, were pretty emphatic you know, about the what other yeah. people think unpopular of it, too. Opi- I said unpopular opinion. Uh, the airport sequence Civil War sucks or something like that. Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. Yeah, sucks. Me or something like sucks. That. Sucks. Sucks. At the end of the day, that film. Okay, the setting is boring as shit as well. It's bland. The colorization of the scene. Oh, please don't give me. Please don't give me the cinematographer. Faux cinematographer bullshit. White white and greys, and then you got Iron Man, red, gold. It's beautiful. No, 
No. Yeah. Also, it's gorgeous. It's that scene. All that scene is about. That's okay. This film is supposed to be a real character film. It's supposed to be character driven, which is why it I love uh, Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier. No, it's not though. It's not. It's supposed it to be, not? but it's not because you're supposed to be following Iron Man's beliefs and Captain America's beliefs, but you end up getting blown off into all these different directions about Black right. Panther, what he agrees with, this person, he agrees, blah, 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 blah. It's a Captain America piece. Civil War. That film should not have been Captain America Civil War. That film should have been something else. It should have been Civil War and that it, and that's it. It shouldn't but have been Captain, Captain America. America it shouldn't still have been the third Captain character. But it shouldn't have been the third Captain America film if you're uh, going to follow you could eight or nine that. characters. Fine. That's, that's uh, fine. I, I won't disagree. So, it should have been Avengers 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. But anyway, my point about the airport sequence is I was underwhelmed massively. And you say, oh, you, you, you young kids, blah, blah, blah. No, I would disagree with that because I'm very, I don't, my opinion is my opinion and I judge things by myself. So I read reviews. I, I see. Things I, didn't like, mean, okay. I didn't mean to, you know, throw all <laughs> young people under the bus. What I'm yeah, saying is know, there's know. a thing that happens when you are like in your mid 20s, right? And because I, I was in my mid 20s once, too, where you begin to think that, like, you have all the answers and now it's time for you to declare them all. It happens in your teens, too, but you don't have as much confidence as you do in your mid 20s. And you begin to, like, feel like I have to declare myself now to the world and let the world know that I'm different. And so you have to have these extreme opinions. That's why, like, these angry voters and all this shit, this happens everywhere, uh, all around the world. That's why you have, like, you know, terrorists are between the age of 18 and 25 and not much more beyond that because then you start to realize, like, oh, my God, I'm full of shit. And so this is the thing that fucking happens all the time. And it's not, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that you can't have the opinion. I'm saying, like, when you say something like that, if it comes off to a lot of people like disingenuous if your entire argument is it sucks like if you say i was underwhelmed great when you when you have to state something so emphatically when you have to declare and this happens all the time on the internet people can't just say i did not enjoy that or i thought that movie was good what did i say when i came out of rogue one i said i thought rogue one was good movie i very much enjoyed it i didn't come out and say this was the greatest fucking even though when coming out I wanted to say, like, this is the greatest action movie uh, shot, action movie I've ever seen. And that's how I felt. I still feel that way. I didn't say that until I'd seen it a couple of times. Because I was like, I'm going to temper it. Because it's so easy to, like, the new Metallica came out. You listen to the new Metallica. You're like, God, I, I want to declare this the best album ever. And then, you know, after, like, five listens, you're like, eh, it's not the best album ever. Force Awakens, same thing. I came out of that. Right, well, same thing. Every film, every you, film, every film is the stuff. best fucking ever, or the worst every ever. Every thing is the best thing ever, or the worst ever, is. right? You know. So, so, yeah, so no, to me, it's you. like guys my age. We, uh, not me. I'm very different from most guys my age, but we like to say like, oh, nothing's as good as it was in the olden days. I don't <laughs> agree with that, but that's what a lot of guys my age think, and I and I acknowledge that. So you. You can acknowledge that guys your age, a lot of times, like to declare everything new awesome and that, you know, oh, like, yeah, like, and that if something doesn't live up to the hype, then it sucks. S-U-C-K-S, quote unquote, sucks. Yeah. No, it, it, no, it doesn't. It's, it's a good, first of all, uh, the reason the Civil War really works 
and why that you, yeah, scene works for me. I'll, I'll explain to you why why yeah, that scene yeah, works and why say, it's yeah. so important. So first of yeah. all, it's the second uh, act. It's not the third act like it would be in most movies. And no, people no, no, have said like, like, oh, it should be the third act. No, no, no. The reason the third act works as well as it does, why it, it comes down to three characters, well, five characters, but these three characters, why you care all of a sudden about, like, you believe that these three characters could kill each other, or at least two of the characters could kill one of the characters, or one of the characters could kill one of the characters, is because you've had this fight where no one really wanted to hurt anybody. And then someone got, except for Black Panther, who wanted to kill somebody. But he was like, the, he wasn't even in that fight. He just showed up for the fight because he wanted to kill this other guy. You have... This other fight that's happening where even the, the fighters in the fight are going like, are we really are we really doing this? Which is a great character moment. You never see that in movies where, you know, usually when a fight starts, a fight starts, even if it makes no fucking sense. In this movie, the fight makes no fucking sense. And the fighters are like, why are we really fucking, are we actually doing this? Spider-Man even mentions that in the beginning of the fight. Like, they're not stopping. This is what actually happens. This is how civil wars actually begin. The way that the American Civil War began was guys first were looking at each other going like, we're going to fight, we'll kick your ass, but no one really did anything. Then once that trigger is pulled, then then all bets are off. And all of a sudden, people people have bloodlust and they will kill. But before that happens, no, you know, like guys are really like, hey, we're cousins, we're brothers. Well, why would we want to hurt each other? until the first blood is reached and then you actually have the fight on in civil war that moment happens and iron man says no fuck this uh th this is bad because i know where this will go iron man has that moment of clarity and he says okay guys i'm going and i'm gonna go talk to these guys and i'm gonna you know we're gonna make up he doesn't realize that he's been set up here this whole time to fucking basically he's gonna be something's gonna be revealed to him and he's going to lose his fucking mind at that point, the villain has done everything he wanted to do, which was break up this group of people who used to be friends. He doesn't even care what the outcome is at that point, and it doesn't matter to him, which is why he's kind of like resigned at the end to it. And the person who actually does the right thing at the end of that movie is the one who spent most of the movie deciding to do the wrong thing, which is Black Panther. Black Panther was out for revenge, and that's it. And he's the only character who makes the right decision. At the end of that movie, Black Panther decides, no, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the just thing. And that's great storytelling. That's fucking complex fucking character arcs. And it only works because of that, you know, the airport scene, which I think people misunderstand. Like, because people only look at it as like an awesome action sequence. I think they're missing that the airport scene is actually a distraction. It is the way to make you go, okay, that was really awesome. So that the third arc actually works. The third arc cannot work. Without that second, without the you know arc, uh, it it cannot work because if you just go right to that, the you you don't believe Iron Man, you don't believe that he would be this pissed, you don't believe Captain America would have gone to this point, you don't even believe that these two friends would go against each other. But because they already had, they already like broke the seal on blood in that at the end of these uh, airport scene fight, uh -huh, that's uh -huh. why you believe that they could go to the next level. Until that point, they wouldn't have. And I think that a lot of people, including people who dislike the scene like you, the 2%, or the people who love the <laughs> scene, who only see the scene. They don't even they don't even understand what happened in that, that whole thing. Also, there's a ton of fun dialogue in there, ton of fun character moments. I think that it's not my favorite action sequence ever in a, a superhero movie or anything like that. A lot of people are saying it's the best you know sequence ever. I disagree with that. Uh, but... 
I think they're much better. I, I think actually Guardians of the Galaxy has a better sequence than that. But I just think that when you talk about the emotions of characters in that thing, what I loved so much about the airport scene was the fact that they were holding back. That most of the fighters were not committed to it. Some of the fighters were. This is exactly how a real Civil War fight would begin. That some wouldn't be. And I think in lesser hands, the directors or, you know, the writers would have been like, oh, they just fight. And it's kind of like, I, I read the comic recently that is based on that fight scene. Because uh, I had read it a long time ago, but I had forgotten it. And yeah. it's similar, but it's different. And I think what they did was, it wasn't really just the spirit of the comic, which, yes, th this kind of happens in the comic. But it's the it's the character beats that really count. And I actually think the movie did it better than the comic book on that front. Because Ant-Man and Spider-Man, who are these side characters who are kind of like the fan. They're both fans of these guys. And they're like, oh, look at this. They end up having this great moment together where they're fighting each other. And I think that will play into their next movies. I think Spider-Man and Ant-Man will both have these moments where they were like, oh, wow, we were in this great fight. And, you know, we ended up having this great moment. Uh, you know, I fought Spider-Man. I fought Ant-Man. I, I think that there's going to be more to that. But just on the, on the surface of that movie, that's why that airport scene is so important to the movie. And, is, you know, I would agree with anyone who says I, I was underwhelmed by it. After all that people said about it, that's fine. I, because I don't agree with the people who say it's the greatest action sequence ever. It's the greatest comic book action sequence. Like, come on, guys. It's a really good action sequence. But it is Act 2. And I think that when you make anything... It's like Empire Strikes Back. Does anyone say that the opening Empire Strikes Back is the greatest action sequence? No, because people mostly remember the third act, right? That's why Rogue One, people are saying like, oh my god, the action sequence in Rogue One, the end of Rogue One is the best fucking action sequence ever. I disagree. I think the Jedi shit is better. I think yes. the Jedi ambush is a better action sequence, a better execution than the manic I think the editing in the end of uh, Rogue One is amazing. I think it's some of the best editing. I love the, uh, yeah, I love the... Um, the way they transition. You know, where, yeah. Yeah, where Vader comes out of hyperspace and cuts the fleet off. Oh, my off God. The, you, you, everything. You, you, you that third act. You to the gym and back up to space again. I, you know, they, I love they, will teach, they will teach that third act of editing, of how to build up tension. It is amazing. Yeah. But... I yeah. would say that the action sequences, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I see why they cut here, because otherwise this movie is too good. And you can't show the all the awesome stuff in one movie, because then you have nothing left for the other 50 you're going to make. So I could actually see them thinking like, oh, we have too much awesome here. We need to, uh -huh. And I actually, that's my criticism of Rogue One, is that that space battle scene, why, why didn't you leave? I know that they're going to do something different in um, The Last Jedi, but... I just feel like you you threw the kitchen sink into that battle. And I felt like Civil War actually held back. And I'm glad they did. I'm glad they didn't go farther than they did or further than they did in that sequence. Because I think then we would have had an issue where, like, how can you ever top that? And I think you do have to top a big action sequence like that. And I think they will in the next Avengers movie. I think that's the... And then we'll see what you think of that. Maybe you'll see that movie before you hear the hype. <laughs> Look, 
I understand. I, I, I respect that as well. I, uh, you know, I'm going to go and watch it again sometime soon uh, with a different viewpoint that you've offered here. But first of all, I never look for my opinion to be, you know, seen as something other people have to You're wrong, Josh! Have, oh, sorry. Have to believe, you know. But... Sorry. It also makes for a fun Twitter debate when you do stuff like that, which it did, which it did. I had a great debate with wrong. Jared You're and everyone after that. So it always, it always does when you do stuff Go like that. Hell. So it's good fun. But anyway, <laughs> I look at when I look at a sequence like that, an action sequence, I look at everything. You know, I'm looking at the cinematography. I'm looking at the way it's shot. I'm looking at how how it's choreographed and stuff like that. That's that's just it's just kind of what I do when I watch a big action sequence like that. And the whole thing felt cluttered. Whether that's because that's what it looked like in the act, in the comics, and they, nope. you know, replicated it perfectly. Awesome, great, great nope. for comic book fans. Never felt cluttered to me. Shit. I, 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 I think that's that. ridiculous. I, I think it's so well fucking edited. Every character is given their moment. I complete. I mean, I I think that that's ludicrous. I really do, man. I'm not like you can have all no, your no, opinion you, all yeah, you want, I but I think that's I know, ridiculous. No, I. Know. I uh, I also, and I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to start off when I say this. Again, don't read the comic books, so I'm probably wrong in comic book fans' eyes. Don't like Spider-Man. Don't like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He annoys wow. me. Yeah, it irritates me. I really, but here's the thing. I enjoyed Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, was it 1 and Amazing Spider-Man wow. 2? With Andrew Garfield. I thought he was terrible. great. I thought he was fantastic, and I enjoyed Horrible. those films. Civil War was just... The constant reintroductions of characters. Then they go here, and then they go to Berlin to fight in an airport. And but that stuff—it's not that stuff that I was talking about. I was talking about the airport sequence as an action sequence, not as this character beat here. This—I'm talking about it as an action set piece. Yeah. So Fine. okay. For I, example, I still disagree with everything you're saying. And imagine, and, and, imagine but now. I, I, you're saying like Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man one and two are good movies. Those are shit movies. I, I don't even. I seriously, I like what? What? I think the over. I think that over there's an overuse of there's a far too many villains. Is it Sp Spider Man Two? It's been ages since I watched them. It's Spider Man Two with the loads of fucking villains and there three villains or something like that, isn't there? Well, Spider Man like Three that. with uh, Spider Man Three and Amazing Spider Man Two had too many villains, but Amazing Spider Man Two has fucking uh, Electro, whatever the fuck his name is, is horrible, man. It's fucking yeah, that Electro movie. guy. Yeah, whatever. This. I don't really know how how to explain it other than to say when you imagine uh, now watching uh, the opening sequence of the Empire Strikes Back the attack on Hoth yeah right. and not judging it by Luke's you know kind of his journey in you know in how how he's progressed from A New Hope you know he takes down an AT-80 and stuff like that and Han you know, and Leia up fighting because they disagree, but they love each other really, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you're just looking at it as an action sequence. And I see absolutely nothing wrong with that But Nothing. Like, even if there was no character beats there, I see nothing wrong with it because it's just beautiful. Everything, the aesthetic, everything that going on there, the filmmaking involved, it's just stunning. The whole sequence. Like Civil War. No, it's not though. It's not. Yeah, it's again, just like these, it. again, just as Ma Marvel films, Marvel films. Okay. Every single Marvel film, every filmmaker that has made a Marvel film, they use the generic slow down video game 
slow pacing when a character's spinning in the air and they're using their superpower and it slows the game down like a video game and stuff like that i'm bored of that give me something different show me a superhero film with a different stylistic choice of shooting an action sequence give me something different to cling on to other than the spin in the air Thor's throwing his hammer. But how different can you get, though? That's the thing. Like, you're saying, give me something different. Yeah. Like, again, this is the young 20-something angry male perspective. Like, I want something different. Don't show me the same thing. If it works, then you use the same thing. Like, audiences don't want different. That's the thing. That's what we've learned over the years is audiences hate different. That's why they love those shitty Transformers movies. So you have to give... The only place you could do something different is in the story. But visually, if you keep trying to like up the visuals, eventually no, all you will do all you will do visually is then everyone will start using your visual and then it won't become cool anymore. So I, what is the point? Like Empire Strikes Back is not visually stunning. Empire Strikes Back is very fucking stale when you compare it to like modern action movies. What works is the sequences. What works is the characters. What works is what is happening in the battle, not the way it's shot. I I, I disagree. I think uh, Empire Strikes what, Back. What is, what is amazing about the way it's shot? shot. You got Bespin. You got Bespin. The oranges, the the whites, the blues of the sky. The, the, that's the art direction. Design. That's art direction. It has nothing to do with fucking cinematography. Got I mean, except for the f except for lighting. You know exactly. So that it's got everything to do with it. So no, it's, again, it has nothing to do with camera moves. It has nothing to do with the way it looks oh, from the, from the camera. camera it has to colors. do with art direction. You're talking about art direction. But the cinematographer cinematographer brings alive the art direction. Doesn't I, I mean, to a point, but I, you're, you're talking about visuals without, without, that are without that are CGI nowadays. I, I mean, I think you're, you're talking about something that isn't really isn't realistic to this conversation. It doesn't pertain to what you're talking about, because, first of all, you're talking about Empire Strikes Back, which has a completely different setting. It's not set in our world, whereas the Marvel movies are technically set in our world. Mm -hmm. So you can't have Bespin on planet Earth. You can't have like some of these colors, and they do try. I, 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 I've seen the argument about the the color scheme of or the color grading of these Marvel movies. It doesn't bother me. Uh, it's not something that I even thought about and will even think about up to this point. But I'm enough. sure but it's going to change something. It's what works for you, and, and that, that's right. fair and enough. I, and, and I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. I'm going to see it next week. But watch uh, Doctor Strange. Because yeah, that's what I, I'm talking about. Again, I, I get what again, you're saying. That's fine. But I'm, what Doctor I'm saying Strange, is that works for that film because that is mystical. Is but the magic. notion that if the movie isn't shot a certain way, that is not good enough to no, no, me no, no. is is lunacy. Because you have to go by the characters, you have to go by the story, you have to go by the dialogue before you go by how visually stunning it is, and also audio. Um, and that's where one place I really de desperately agree with the complaints about, uh, you know, what they've been doing with these movies is that the music is not good. The music uh, in the Marvel movies yeah. is not good, except for in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the only movie Doctor we even notice the music. But then again, uh, Gitino's done it. that, didn't he? So, I haven't seen it, but, so it's, it's good. but yeah, there is a musical problem, I agree. The visual stuff, I, I don't see a huge problem with uh, the Marvel movies visually. I, I really don't. I don't... They are and not the Transformers movies. They are not fucking, you know, like just hyper fucking action like those fucking shitty movies. And by the way, the Amazing Spider-Man movies you so dear, you know, love, they are, they, they look like shit. 
they look like shit. They're just flashy, cute-looking shit. And especially two. And it's just colors and fucking, you know, hypercam. I don't my, I don't my, know why you my, like that uh, movie. Well, my reference was more Spider-Man and uh, the actor involved. Oh, okay. Prefer, but you I said you liked the movie. Well, they're enjoyable popcorn flicks, but I enjoy <laughs> Andrew Garfield as uh, Spider-Man more than I enjoyed Tom Holland's performance wow. in Civil War. Maybe when I watch Homecoming, that will change. Maybe I'll like him as Spider-Man. I maybe hope I anyone listening doesn't comics. kill you. I hope someone I, doesn't kill you. Uh, maybe I should go back podcast. and read the comics before I watch Homecoming. No, and, and have, you don't need to read the comics. You just have to see the Spider-Man's a there, kid. That, there you go, though. That's my point. Judging these films as a film fan and not as a comic book fan. Because I imagine the action sequences from all of the Marvel films... The way they shoot these sequences, you know, where they slow the cat, they slow the frame down, you know, when, like I just mentioned a minute ago, when a, when a, one of the heroes is doing a jump or he goes in to punch right. another character, they really slow it down. That kind of reflects well Works against really well. what they did in the comic books as a, as a comic book frame, you know, as a scene from a comic book frame, it's, it, it works well. But as someone who doesn't care for that shit and I care for the, the way the action sequence is shot, not just on its own. So that's not all I care about. I and I think the whole film as a whole, everything has to to mesh together. And like I said to you, I think the Marvel films are good. I've watched all of them so far, um, and I've enjoyed all of them. I'm just saying that I think it would be nice for a change to see someone, you know, shoot an action sequence just a little bit different. Just just. Just shake them, and it's not because I'm demanding difference because I need it. Because mm. blah, 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 blah. I, I, I felt just, like there was a lot of different in uh, Civil War, especially in that scene that you were complaining about. So I don't know. I don't know, my dude. I don't know what you want. I feel like you're just complaining to fucking complain <laughs> and, and to stand do. out, to stand out, because it doesn't no. make any fucking sense. Any of this shit you're saying, and I fucking hate you. You know. I'm not a big fan of the sequence, so I'm going to go back and watch the film again and see if anything you've said helps. Uh, well, we'll I, see. It doesn't matter. You know, you know what? You can hate it if you want. It's fine. I it's just, opinion I just now hate you. Opinion based. And my <laughs> opinion is you suck. That's just my Fuck opinion. You. <laughs> Fuck you! You son of a bitch! How dare you so, say... How dare, but so we, yeah, okay. at least we both agree that uh, Winter Soldier is amazing. And that's an amazing mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Dark yes. Knight. I think Dark Knight and Winter Soldier are the two best comic book movies ever made. Wow, we agree on something there. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah so that's awesome. That's good. And yeah. uh, and that uh, Attack of the Clones is underrated. And yes. uh, so we yeah, we agree on some things. But, uh, you the, know. Yeah. But the, I may cut you someday. I'm just saying. You know, if I ever point. cut you for any reason, like one day we're out drinking and, and you get stabbed. I you you I'll know say it's because of the yeah. airport sequence. Yeah. yeah, because of the airport sequence. So, just, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So that was it. Uh, thank you, everyone who actually stuck around. Listen, we actually had a few viewers. We had five viewers at one point. And, and you know what? The, I mean, uh, live. Uh, we'll have That's actually not- in total. We'll, I don't see the number yet. Hold on. What do we have in total? Uh, oh, we have more than uh, last week. So in total, we had uh, it looks like eighteen. So that's not bad. But five at one time. Five. uh, So 18 unique. We're building, man. We're building up. We're building. And we'll probably have at least least two, three hundred listeners, uh, you know, on the the recorded version. 
awesome. that's always good. So yeah. So uh, anything else you want to say? Um, we'll see if we do another one anytime soon or whatever. We'll do but, another one because I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you in the week and be like, <laughs> we need to talk about this, and you're gonna go, no, I want to do something different because you're always mm. wanting to do something different. And then I you'll am. Go, nah, I am the different we'll, we'll guy. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll, you, you'll be like, That's nah, true. we'll do it. We'll discuss this. And so we'll probably do another one. So you soon. at least understand me in ways that most people don't. Like, if you want to do, if you want me to do something, you just approach me and I'll do it. But if you sit yeah. there waiting for me to be like, hey, guys, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do the same thing I just did. Yeah, that's, that's why I, uh, that's why I, but we have good discussions. So I think it's fun. I think it's good. Yeah. You know, it's fun yeah. time Even to have a good discussion. And Even if you're wrong and I'm I right. I have never Whatever. been wrong. Okay, that's not true. I have been wrong in the past. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, used to be yeah. a Republican, so, you know. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> we've all done stuff we regret, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean like your Civil War opinion? All right, oh, so that. anyway. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> all right, man, say goodbye to the people, and we will end this podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Oh, bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. And now for a musical cue from Rogue One, from G... Uh, Kino, we're gonna play uh, the best track, which is uh, no, oh, oh, that's right. I have the uh, the what do you call it? For your consideration, which has a track that is not on the um, on the soundtrack. It is the end credits. So we're gonna listen. Okay. To that. You're not gonna hear it, but I'm not gonna hear it. So bye everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 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 uh...